Josh Rubble here with Making Bank. Today's guest going to blow your mind, really dive deep into understanding who you are, how you, how as an entrepreneur, what really got you started, as well as some different tips and stuff on multifamily and things like that. But what is that inspiration? What's driving you? Are you really finding that passion in what you're doing? Are you just sitting out there trying to understand what you're doing here? So today's guest, Jerome Myers, is going to help you figure that out. So tune in to today's episode and just get ready to be mind blown. Hey, also too, guys, if you love this freedom gear, gratitude gear, amazing gratitude quotes, uh, go check out gratitudegear.com. They have the best, the softest clothing, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, whatever you like. It's there for you. You can grab freedom gear, you can grab gratitude gear, you can grab truth gear, whatever that is, whatever you want to celebrate out there. So again, check out gratitudegear.com. Use the code MAKINGBANK in the number 10, MAKINGBANK10 for 10% off your first purchase. And gratitudegear.com. Thanks. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Yeah, so I got a phone call at 4.55 on January 24th that went something like this. Hey, Jerome, we're going to lay him off. Mm. What do you mean? Yeah, half of them got to go. I know you and I have been going back and forth about this for a while, but I made a choice. I made a decision, and the decision is that half of them need to go. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not the right answer. And he said, Jerome, this isn't a discussion. I'm informing you of a decision that's been made. And, of course, I try to retort, and he's like, you know what? It's 4.59 on Christmas Eve. I'm going to go spend the rest of the year with my family, and we'll talk to you in the new year. And then I got the three beeps that iPhones make when a call is disconnected or ended. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there looking at the phone and I got this sinking feeling in my stomach because I never had to do this before. And so I was employee number two on January 13th. And by September 30th, I had 175 people on my team. That year we did $20 million in revenue and 30% profit. So for the life of me, I couldn't understand why I needed to fire people when I made $6 million in profit for the company. And, you know, it, 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 I watched layoffs. I had a mentor who was, had his level in the organization eliminated back in 2009. And I was like, there has to be a fair way to do this. And there has to be an equitable way to do this. I I don't want anybody to say, oh, they just kept their friends. So how can we evaluate people's performance and see who actually were the highest, most productive people? And so I spent the next two weeks trying to figure that out. And then I came back. We made the organizational changes, put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And I promised myself I would never do that again. I said they made me do it. And when I said they made me do it, I gave up all my agency. Well, two days before Thanksgiving of the following year, I'm having a conversation to go something like this. Hey, guys, I know Black Friday's coming. Please don't spend all your money. I'm not going to share what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. And it was at that point I felt like I lost all my leadership credibility. And it was at that point I decided I was going to exit the matrix. I was going to leave corporate America and go do something where they couldn't tell me what to do. Today, when I look back on it, I realize I chose to participate and I could have decided not to do that. Mm. But 
I did. And today I, I want to be in a true position of the buck stops with me instead of trying to pass the buck when people are having conversations about things that need to be done or people feel like they need to be done. I had all of, I had the illusion of being an entrepreneur because I talked to my supervisor every other week. I saw him once a quarter. I was on the ground. It was my PL. It was, I was responsible for all the things that were happening, but I didn't have final say. Right. And I, I needed that. I, I, I had to get in a place where it was actually my ship. It was my boat. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. It's, I mean, we feel that, you know, as we're growing and doing things, you know, that we are in that position and, and then, you know, when, when it comes down to it and those changes happen or things like that and, and major events occur, we realize, Oh, <laughs> I guess I wasn't in the position that I thought it was in originally. Yeah. And so that got amplified even more, Josh, because when I walked out, I was a guy, I was doing all this leadership stuff because when you grow that fast, I had a bunch of leaders who weren't actually leaders. And so they needed development in order to perform in the role because people who never had people reporting to them were now that we were relying on to deliver the result. Right. And I thought, oh, well, you know, people will hire me back. Right. I'm, I'm the guy. I was the one that helped us accomplish the impossible, of course. And I, I could come back as a consultant and nobody wanted to take a meeting with me. Right. Nobody had any. And I, it was at that point where I really realized that it was just the title. It wasn't me. Right. And it was a very humbling experience. So I had to go to zero and the other place where I thought it became really important and kind of one of these transformational moments, these quake moments was I was working in a fitness center over the summer between uh, I think it was my sophomore and my junior year in college. And no, it was actually my freshman and my sophomore year. And I closed up early. It was four forty-five. We closed at five. I was like, nobody's coming in to get a workout in the last 15 minutes. And sure enough, somebody came to get a workout in the last 15 minutes. And when that happened, my supervisor came knocking on my door and said, what are you doing? And I said, look, man, nobody can get a workout in in the last 10 or 15 minutes. He said, I'm paying you for your time not to think. And I was like, oh, so I'm selling my time for these dollars. I, I know that you make certain amount of money per hour, but I didn't really translate the two. It was at that point I was like, man, I don't ever want to have to be in a specific place at a specific time in order to earn money anymore. So I got really interested in real estate. And I think every entrepreneur should be looking for something that has some form of a subscription component to it where you get some recurring income on a monthly basis, regardless of what product or service you render, you, you want to be able to get that money flowing. And so I, I got clarity around the need for that. And I just didn't know how to do it. I'm the son of a soldier and a stay at home mom. And so none of the folks that were owning multimillion dollar real estate portfolios were coming over to the cookout. I, maybe you, you had those <laughs> folks hanging out at your house, Josh, but I didn't. No. And so I didn't know who to ask on, well, how you do this thing. Yeah. And so I finished school, but it, it was like, man. So these nuggets along the way from my mom in the front yard saying, hey, 
you probably don't want to be a trash man to this guy saying, I pay you for your time to this other guy saying, Hey, no, you're going to lay these people off. Ah, I, I, the buck had to stop with me in the end. Thank you for listening to making bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to making bank on Amazon, Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, success thinkers network, Amazon fire, and YouTube.